this. Priest Hall was a better running back than Fred Taylor. Hell no. no. When he made the Pro Bowl. Well, let's be clear. I didn't leak that information. Me and my agent, we, we are not the ones who leaked that information. So y'all need to ask the other side or whoever. Folks want to pop off? I wasn't really prepared for this interview to go in this direction. If you don't want to play football, just walk away from the game. Don't give me no old because I'm scared. If you're scared, you're scared. Go to church. And let's face it, all the great NFL quarterbacks have had mustaches. This is probably not that bad. This is not that bad. Knock on wood if you're with me, okay? This is the best podcast happening right now. I don't want to be struggling trying to pick the proper wording and being politically correct. No, man, I'm tired of that. I just want to talk like I talk. Keep it real. We keep it real, real, man. This is the Keep It Real Podcast, episode 111. 111. Every That's 111 night. episodes we done did. That's right. Every Monday night right here inside Aromas. My name is DJ Chill Will. Sitting next to me with the microphone is... Big Sofa. Damon Jones used to play for the Jaguars. Former uh, Jacksonville Jaguar. Tight end. Hey, man. It was a divisional playoff weekend. We We rolling? We rolling, man. Okay, okay, we good. good. We, we, good. We, we jumping straight into it, All man. Right, we got to go. get finished before the um, the Clemson and yeah, the LSU Clemson game LSU tonight. Game, yeah. So we're going to rush a little bit. So let's jump into this weekend's games, uh, divisional playoffs. Uh, you picked the 49ers over the Vikings. That was yeah. a really good game. It was a really good game. Kirk uh, Cousins. Yeah, uh, you know, the 49ers were really motivated. They were a team that uh, seems to uh, have a destiny. Uh, they've been built. Uh, with that defensive line, and those guys are all healthy now. Uh, and having to go there, uh, it's going to be a tough, tough task for Aaron Rodgers. But uh, they got after Kirk Cousins, and they were able to neutralize Dalvin Cook. Uh, holding him under uh, yeah. 50 yards was a yeah. big, big, uh, big deal for that defensive line. How big was that week off that they got? Uh, I think it was real big. You know, they got about three or four guys back that they had had missing. Uh, I think that was really, really big winning, and that that came down to inches. You know that that game against yeah. Seattle. Yeah. You know if they lose that game, if that tight end Hollister gets in and scores, they become the the fifth seed, and the, now they're playing uh, on the road. On the road. And, you yeah. know they're playing that that, that game against uh, the. Uh, it's a whole different playoff scenario. So, uh, you know, obviously, they got some you know good fortune going for them, and it's going to be a tough matchup with uh, Green Bay coming to town this week. Yeah. That's definitely going to be a good game. Now, everybody picked the Ravens. You know, the Ravens was my team. I'm a little upset. Titans came into Baltimore, man, and look, they, they just got Lamar Jackson frustrated, man. Yeah, they got up Very early on them. They got up early on them, uh, and then they were able to just grind it out. Uh, they were able to neutralize Lamar Jackson. I think uh, when you look at Mike Vrabel and the, the system he came from with Bell Belichick and the defensive scheme that he put against – Yeah. Uh, Lamar Jackson, what he did was they didn't want him to get straight up the field where it's tough to tackle him. What they did is they forced him to the sideline to the outside, and created yeah. another defender. Now you can push him out of bounds. So it, it made it easier to get him uh, you know, out of bounds or, or, or stopped you know, because they used the defensive – they used the sideline as, as part of that as well. So it was definitely uh, a good game plan. And then Derrick Henry, uh, obviously, oh my the way he's you know just able to punish these defenses, uh, you know the the yards he's getting, and in the fourth quarter, 
Uh, you know, when guys are tired, it's cold. Nobody wants to grab them. Uh, it's going to be an interesting, interesting matchup going against Kansas City because they score so fast. If Derrick Henry's able to run the football against Kansas City and prolong that game, yeah. uh, maybe get Mahomes and that offense cold on the sideline yeah. uh, while they sit in Kansas City, uh, will they be able to score fast? Uh, obviously, them, they're coming back uh, the way they did, uh, you know, being explosive. Uh, it's going to be tough for t- the Titans to stop that. Now, I saw on the Internet a lot of people were trying to put this on Lamar Jackson, but, man, it was a whole lot of drop passes during that game. A whole lot. You cannot put this on the shoulders of a young quarterback. Even And, and, and don't forget, he's just getting started. But he was frustrated. He had, a you know, the receivers weren't catching the ball, and the Ravens just could not do it. Uh, of course, they are going to be sitting home next week. And, and you know, that was my team, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a little upset by that. Yeah, it's definitely a tough loss for Lamar. He was frustrated on the sideline yeah. uh, with some of the drops. Uh, you know, it's it's frustrating when those guys have uh, those things uh, for a quarterback, uh, for guys to drop passes. Uh, it's their job to, to make the play, and they didn't. Uh, and that's what happens in the playoffs. It's a tough, tough uh, environment. Uh, it goes up a little bit. The intensity goes up a little bit in the playoff as far as defense. And then the Jag, you know, the the way that the the Titans were able to defend yeah. the, the 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 plays that they did have, they were able to defend, and the Ravens didn't make the plays that they had been making. Yeah, uh, coming into the game, scoring thirty over thirty points a game, uh, being held the way they did was a good you know good job. And you got to look and say, well, wow, this the division that we do have is obviously tougher than we thought. You know, the Titans are, are, are playing. Uh, in the AFC Championship game, um, the te- Texans obviously gave Kansas City all that they can handle. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, two two tough teams that uh, are in our division. That we got to see twice. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Let's talk about the Texans then, man. Texans, yo, for that first quarter, <laughs> Texas was doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, um, look, you can't count out to the fat lady saying, man. Yeah, it's Chiefs tough. Chiefs came uh, back, beat them bad, 51-31. to 31. But like I said, that first quarter, when Texans ran out there quick, scored quick, they they just they, – you're yeah, right, they, they did. They yeah. lost quick, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, it was – it was. Uh, you know, when you look at uh, how Kansas City scored and they had momentum, I look at that fake punt that O'Brien called on his 35-yard line. Yeah. Uh, getting stopped there and giving Kansas City the football back right there with that momentum and allowing them to score – and going 14 to 24 at that point, um, at that point, I felt Kansas City knew that they was going to win that football game, and it changed the whole dynamic of the game. Uh, the next play, they get a uh, get a fumble, and now they have the ball back again. And I was 21, 24, and you know they they really took the lead, uh, not in a quarter, but it was a matter of about five minutes. Yeah. They scored, you know, four touchdowns. So Complete momentum shift. It's, it's definitely uh, – but, you know, I've been on that side uh, where everything is going right in a ten, in a divisional champ, uh, playoff game, uh, a la the 99 Jaguars, how we beat the Dolphins. Everything went right. And then you can get to that championship game and have a few mistakes. And, and we had a lot you. of turnovers in that game, and it cost us yeah. uh, going to the Super Bowl. So it's going to be – uh, an interesting game 
Uh, if Kansas City can take care of the football and uh, and do some good do the things and strike fast against Tennessee, uh, it's going to be an interesting game. It will be Seahawks and Packers last night. That was another good game, and we knew that was going to be a shootout going back and forth, back and forth. Um, Aaron Rodgers was able to pull it out, but you know it is very hard to beat Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau. It's hard to beat the Green Bay Packers at home. Seahawks hadn't done it in a long time. So it was already fighting an uphill battle, and they could not pull it off. It was 23-28. to 28. Packers move on. Seahawks going home. Yeah, Russell tough, Wilson. Tough loss for Russell Wilson. Yeah. Uh, going to Green Bay is, also, is really tough to win there. Uh, they were a banged-up team going in there, obviously. Yeah. Having to sign Marshawn Lentz at week uh, what, 14, 15, whenever they signed him. Was it, you know, bringing him in? Yeah. Uh, he was, you know, uh, not uh, the Marshawn Lynch of, of, of old. Of course. And and, and Green Bay uh, was able to see something. And they, they, they were able to get Devontae Adams the football relatively that whole football game. And that's what really won the football game for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Seattle had no – they couldn't find an answer for Devontae Adams. And every time – they seem to have an opportunity. Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers uh, clicked up together. And how fitting for uh, Jimmy Graham to get that, uh, that, first that final down. catch, that first down yeah, to, first to down. seal the game against his former team. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be, uh, you know, Green Bay, a team that got creamed by San Francisco. And now you have uh, the uh, Titans versus Kansas Titans City in the, the championship week. Yeah. So that's the conference championships, which will happen on Sunday. The Titans and the Chiefs play at 3 o'clock. And uh, Packers and the 49ers play at 6 o'clock. Of course, the winners of both of those games heading down to Miami to play in the upcoming Super Bowl. Should be should be really good game, even though my Ravens are not in it. Who are you going for now, man? Who are you, who are you picking? Uh, this week uh, in the yeah. championship game, yeah. I'm going to go. Uh, Titans against the Chiefs. I think I'm going to go. Uh, I think Kansas City is going to win that game late. Okay. I think Mahomes is going to make some special plays. I think Derrick Henry is going to do his thing, but I think Mahomes is going to find a way. Uh, him and Tyreek Hill and, and Sammy Watkins will make some plays. I think Andy Reid's got some special plays drawn up that they'll call and, and they'll have some, hit some big, big plays okay. against the Titans, and I think they'll win that game. All right. Who you got for the Packers and the 49ers? Uh, the way the 49ers beat up on the Packers early, in the season on that Monday night football game uh, is going to be what they want to do again. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is going to study that film. Um, I don't think that he's going to get beat as bad, but I do think San Francisco wins that game uh, going away. I think the, I think San Francisco will win that game. I think okay. that defensive line is really, really tough. You get that, that, that healthy defensive line, I think they're going to really get at the Aaron Rodgers. He's not a guy who's going to get outside of the pocket and hurt you a lot. So I think that they'll be able to get after him with Nick Bosa and those guys. Okay, so that means you're calling the Chiefs 49er Super Bowl. Okay. I think so. Look, we're going to see what happens Sunday during the conference championships. Now, this past week, man, you got a whole lot of coaches getting new jobs. Some some more coaches still getting fired. Uh, Of course, Carolina Panthers picked uh, Matt Rue to be their new head coach. I don't know too much about him. Not, I don't know too much about him either. He's offensive coordinator. Okay. Uh, was offensive coordinator, I believe, at uh, who? Baylor. Who's yeah. at Baylor? Huh? 
Yeah, he's offensive coordinator or head coach or something at Baylor. Uh, you know, you look at this, and, you know, I'm with Tony Dungy and uh, with a lot of guys in the NFL. You got a league that's 80% black players. Mm, uh, a lot of like these guys are former players. And, and less than – probably less than that uh, yeah. when you really look at the numbers. They got this Rooney rule. I think it's a joke the way they do it. They just bring those guys in uh, almost for – like the, it's almost like the workout they have for Kaepernick. You know, they just bring some of these guys in just to get it done yeah. and move on to who they really want. Uh, they're not giving these guys a true shot. Are uh, you looking at Eric Bieniemy? Are uh, you looking at Byron Leftwich? Uh, I mean, even look at Keenan McCardle right now here in Jacksonville. These guys that you know uh, that have been around the league have proven players, proven coaches. Yeah. Uh, you know, they they don't even get an opportunity. Uh, it's just a disgrace to, uh, you know, what things have been done. Hopefully they'll change the Rooney rule again. I don't know if that'll change it to make it better. I think you got to change the hearts of people uh, to, well, really, to really make it thing. better. Now, that's the I saw Coach, Coach Dungy this week on TV talking about the Rooney rule, and he says he doesn't think the Rooney rule is bad. He just thinks the spirit of it is not being handled right now. He said what Rooney wanted is, you know, for you to look at other people. Don't don't just bring somebody in just just so you can fulfill the Rooney Rule, uh, the stipulation there. But but un, you know, look at people. Really look at other you know ethnicities. Really look at other players for these positions. He said. But now, you know, these GMs are just bringing one minority candidate in, interviewing them, and then just doing whatever they want to do. Right. I think that's why you got to yeah. change the heart of people. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You got to change the heart. And, and you look at it. It's, it's really sad. Yeah. That, you know, in 2020. Uh, you look at the league, you know, we got five, uh, you know, head coaching jobs that are available. Uh, I think three have been filled now. Uh, yeah. And none have been, you know, filled by a black coach. Yeah. You know, uh, Lovey Smith was fired. You know, you, you look at some of these guys, that they're, they're, you know, why isn't Lovey Smith being hired? You know, he, yeah. well, you, you want to, he, he, he never should have been fired. We, but they want to rehire Mike McCarthy. I mean, I mean, I don't understand this. You know, it's Ron Rivera gets another job. But, you know, these, these other coaches, you know, why isn't it Marvin Lewis getting hired? You know, I mean, yeah. why don't they give these guys another shot? It's, it's, I mean, what's the problem, you know, why? You know, so it definitely needs to be the heart of these guys that are uh, doing these interviews with these guys. Uh, it would be a crying shame if Eric Bieniemy does not get a true look at a head coaching position uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's been offensive coordinator there for the last yeah. couple of years. He's been with Andy Reid for a while. Uh, even Deuce Staley, who's a guy who's been with Andy Reid, who's been the running backs coach. If those guys don't start getting true looks, I mean, Deuce Staley should be offensive coordinator somewhere. I mean, you know, but, right, but right now all, all of the positions are full except for Cleveland. Cleveland is the only vacancy left now. Well, the Jaguars da- looking Dallas. for offensive coordinator. <laughs> they are. They are. They are. Um, of course, Dallas Dallas picked up uh, Mike McCarthy this past week. Uh, we just talked about the Carolina Panthers. Um, New York Giants. Joe Judge. Not really familiar with him. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand. I mean, why not? Why is it? Has Eric B. Enemy done something to the league? I, don't know. I mean, I don't understand I don't know. this guy. I mean, we look at the numbers he's put up. Guys love him, you know, in the locker room. Yeah. I think he's – I mean, I think Andy Reid has groomed him. You look at some of the guys that uh, have coached under Andy Reid. 
I mean, Mike Vrabel gets his shot. Yep. And, and look what he's done. You know, you you don't know the character. I mean, I I, I I I mean, I know why they call it the Rooney Rule because you look at the Steelers, and they've had three head coaches in their history, uh, and they've won some Super Bowls. But they've had three head coaches. They've had Chuck Noll. They've had Bill Cowher and man Mike Tomlin. Yep. They've had some losing seasons. They've had some really down years. But those they stuck with the guys that they that they had. And and for them to give an opportunity to Mike Tomlin, who at that time was one of the youngest head coaches in the league, yep. and he was a minority, mm-hmm. that really sets the standard of what the Rooney was a rule is about. And it's really not like like Tony Dungy said, the heart of the Rooney rule is not being Expunged to the people that are are hiring these guys and firing these guys. But that is these, that's the owners, man. That's these owners and GMs. Yeah, it definitely what it is. is the owners and GMs. I mean, it's that good old boy system. Like I said, the only vacancy right there now, as far as head coaches, the only one that's open right now is still uh, Cleveland. Cleveland is still open, but just like you said, got some OC positions becoming open. We're going to definitely see what happens. Don't forget, tonight we have the Clemson-LSU game happening in approximately about 30 minutes, actually about 20 minutes um, here. We're going to be watching it here inside of Romans. We're here at Romans every Monday night. Um, hey, let's talk about the home team really quick. Um, some things happen today. Now, it's supposed, it's supposed to be some major big changes in the coaching staff. I, I haven't seen anything. The only person – that they have basically released um, is the uh, offensive coordinator. John was the Filippo. Fi- Filippo. Yeah. Walsh and Dilly Filippo should have both been. They should have been. I mean, unless. I, I was waiting on the ball to drop for, for Walsh. He got to go, man. And, unless Doug saw something in his evaluation that he feels that the scheme is there and the attrition of the injuries with Miles Jack and Darius going out. Uh, is is what caused those games, but to average giving up 200 yards is unacceptable. Yeah, uh, I think you got to still look at Taven Bryant and his play uh, and evaluate him. Is he going to be here? How do we how do we upgrade that position? Now, how much weight does John DeFlippio get for the whole Gardner Minshew thing? Was was he a key in? training him or, or or I mean he's the offensive coordinator and 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 you know Minshew did did fairly well. Yeah, yeah he did but when you look at when you look at Garden Minshew and his, the success he had this season. Yeah. A lot of it was on his ability with his legs and making plays down the field after the play broke down. Garden You're right. Minshew You're right. uh was not put in a position to be successful. I don't think Nick Foles was put in a position by our offensive coordinator. I think that's one of the reasons he's no longer here, mm-hmm. is he didn't put our offense in good positions to be successful gotcha. for the Jaguars. He didn't make Gardner a better player. He didn't make Foles a better player. I think Gardner did what he did based on his athletic ability. I don't remember him just making you know great plays, reading the first or second throw or his first read. I remember him making great plays you know, like a Roethlisberger, a la Roethlisberger after the play breaks down, finding the guy open. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. on his athletic ability. So I don't I don't look at that as DeFilippo uh, to his success. Okay. I think he knows his system. Uh, I think that obviously Gardner's going to have to learn something new now. And now uh, it'll be interesting to find out who they bring in. 
So this makes the third OC the Jaguars have had in three seasons. I mean, it's, it's no, <laughs> it's no consistency there. So basically, does that mean we starting over again with offense or? Well, I mean, if you if you don't if you don't promote somebody like a Keenan, if you don't promote Keenan to the offensive coordinator, if you bring somebody from the outside, obviously they're going to bring their system in. Yeah, and it's going to be you run the same routes. It's going to be learning new terminology is what it's going to be. Gotcha. So it's going to be an off season of learning new terminology, uh, what they call things, different sets. Um, obviously, it's going to be how. That offensive coordinator sets up the offense to be successful. Is he going to – obviously, you want to set up the pass with run or run with pass. Obviously, you got to set up one with the other. Yeah. But one of them has got to be dominant. What is he going to be dominant with? Uh, and that's going to be, obviously, how those guys work in OTAs with whoever they bring in and what uh, the offensive coordinator feels that they do best uh, going against that Jaguar defense. Okay, now how do you feel about – you mentioned Keenan. Do you think that would be a good fit for him? I think mo- moving up in the ranks. I think Keenan deserves an interview for the offensive coordinator position. Okay. Uh, I think he's a guy that would uh, definitely have uh, those guys prepared. I think he's a guy who knows how to attack defenses. Uh, he's always been a smart guy and knows what the defenses are doing. Yeah. So uh, – with that being said, I believe Keenan would be a good offensive coordinator. Uh, would that mean – I think that would be meaning the terminology probably would stay a lot the same. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what he, if he would bring in something new that he's got, uh, but it would be definitely something that would be something that if you're going to stay, you know, or, you know, I guess as Saad Khan is saying, status quo, I mean, I think you would promote somebody from within Yeah. or you – and he looked at, you know, bringing somebody else in as a position coach uh, for where DeFilippo was coaching at. Yeah. And, of course, um, Keenan did a very good job with the receivers with what he had. You know, a, a lot of no-name guys in that receiver corp did. You know, we know their name now because they well, actually When you look at DJ Tart, I mean, yeah. his, his production from his rookie year to second year, yeah. obviously he le- almost led the league. I think he did. He was in the top in the league at drops the year before. To obviously almost going, I think he's a Pro Bowl alternate. Yep. Uh, and possibly will make it. We you know how guys drop out of the Pro Bowl. So I think the way he's played with him, obviously with the injuries that Marquise Lee's had and having to, you know, play, you know, some no other name guys, uh, being able to, to, you know, keep Didi, I guess Didi. I think D. I think he needs to develop Didi a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, Didi seems to disappear for me sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I want to see a little bit better with Cole as well. But, uh, but you know, I think those guys respect him. I think they do respect yeah. him. I think they learn from yeah. him. I think they've gotten better, honestly. I do think they've all gotten better with Keenan. Yeah. So let's touch on uh, Tom Coughlin. Believe it or not, Tom Coughlin back in the news this Uh-oh. week. What TC he, then he, did he now? He is actually um, consulting uh, the Matt Rule guy in, in, uh, in Carolina. Oh, he's going to consult Matt yes. Rule? Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. How you feel about that? Well, Tom Coughlin uh, is not going away quietly. Did they hire him as a physician or he's just a consultant? Well, from what I got, he's just going to be a consultant right now. Well, I mean, I can see that. Uh, I think I think he would probably what he's going to do is help him set up his structure as far as practice schedules, times, and you know when to work, guys, and that type of thing. 
Uh, I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's gonna. (laughs) Well, I don't know if he'll move the clocks. I don't know if he's got that, you know, in him. Yeah. But it'll definitely be. uh, It'll be interesting. I mean, he's a young guy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know his connection with Tom. I don't know how that how how that came about. Uh, for that for that to, for that connection to happen, but yeah, I don't know either. Tom is definitely a guy that I mean, he's somebody that you can call and count on and, and ask. Uh, definitely, he'll give you a, a true opinion. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if he's not in charge, then you know I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, once again tonight, man, we got two undefeated teams. We got LSU playing right down the street from home. Yeah. In New Orleans. That's the we 60 got, miles away from campus. We got Clemson. Once again, both both teams undefeated this season. The returning champs, national champs, they are the returning champs right now. They are. They are. They are the defending champs. And uh, when you look at this game and you look at the strength of LSU, yeah. uh, their passing game and Joe Burrow and those receivers and the way they get down the field and the way they attack you is, 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 is very uh, effective. And they've been very good. But what's been the staple for Clemson has been their secondary. They're very tough against the pass. I want to mm-hmm. say they're top five ranked against the pass this year. It's going to be very tough to get uh, those passes off. If Clemson is able to uh, build confidence early in the game, I believe it's going to be a tough, tough, tough game for LSU. I do believe LSU will win this game okay. uh, because they, I think they do have a few better players. But it will be a tough game if LSU gets uh, a, a belief that they can play. If LSU jumps out on them, they've got to keep uh, their foot on the grind because Clemson's not going to give up. But it'll be, a, it'll be definitely interesting if Clemson you know, is able to play with them early. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So um, we're looking at the TVs right now. The teams look like they're finished with the warm-ups. Uh, games should be starting in about 10 minutes. Yeah, we got more people in here. I see an LSU T-shirt back there. Look, look, we got both fan bases representing in here. How, how do you feel the coaches? Because these are two different type of coaches. Uh, they're showing Dabo right now um, talking to his team. How do you feel? Do you feel like these teams take on the personality of their coaches? Yeah, when you look at both of these coaches, both of these guys are players, coaches. Yeah. I think these guys that play for these coaches, all the players love the coaches because they take care of them. They trust those guys. And I think that they believe in those guys. So that's why you say, you know, Clemson having the opportunity, you know, they're the big underdog. I think Clemson is, you know, going to try and, you know, you know, if they can withstand, you know, LSU's first punch or second punch, and still be in the game, it's going to be really, really tough for LSU yeah. to to blow it wide open. Uh, I think that you know Clemson's going to make it tough. They're going to make plays. Uh, the quarterback's going to be smart with the football. Uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a good game. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, I, I don't. I just don't want to see a blowout. That's that's all. You don't want to see a blowout. Nah, nah, I don't, I don't, don't think it's going to be a blowout. I don't think. I, that, don't. I mean, it, I it don't. depends on it. Depends early in the game. Yeah. 
Yeah, but of course, we know anything can happen during these games. Uh, we're going to go ahead and finish up the podcast right now because we got to check out this game. We're going to uh, turn up the TVs in a second. Once again, we appreciate you listening to the Keep It Real podcast. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Keep It Real Podcast. If you click the link in our Instagram bio, that's where you can download uh, the podcast. It comes out every Wednesday morning. Uh, we'll be back here next Monday night. I'm sure we'll jump into NBA stuff. I'm sure we're going to have some more coaching news to talk about yeah, next Monday night. Yeah, shout out to the Deltas. Shout Got out to the to. Deltas. Uh, happy Founders Day is, as we as – we, uh, Record this is January 13th. Shout out to the uh, Deltas. All right. Yeah, I've been seeing them all on Facebook. Yeah. Doing their thing. And, and Boosie, you ain't no capital. Stop wearing that. <laughs> we out.